Welcome back, one and all, to another episode of Anime Was Not a Mistake. I'm Jonathan Kwiatkowski with some sage advice for my ho- co-host, because <laughs> love won't pay the mortgage, nor put porridge in the bowl, <laughs> dearie. Marry the mole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, oh, Dan. yeah. That uh, old gem. Uh, I can't believe that song run at Razzie, just because no one understood that's how Carol Channing literally is. That's her character. I, that was, that was such like a, I, I, like the minute you started it, that came back, and it was just a TikTok you sent me, right? No, that was, that was a whole two hour Don Bluth discussion. Oh, that's what it was in. <laughs> yes. Oh, my memory is Swiss cheese. I'm okay. Marina. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Excellent documentary, yeah, though. Yeah, we went down a, a Don Bluth hole. This mm-hmm. week, I forget the YouTuber. I'm sure I'll mention it next week. But uh, wait, yeah. wait before you begin. Mm-hmm. I'm Dan Ryan, oh, a troll, yeah, that... a troll in Central Park. All right, uh, now uh, go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you know, I I realized as a kid because those movies were always in the background of my life, mm-hmm. like probably more frequently than Disney because I had to go to the video store to rent them yes. at times. Uh, I didn't realize, but part of me did how he uses such Broadway pedigree in both his work and his voice cast Mm -hmm. that he had for his musicals. Um, I get that some of them are weird and they don't really flow as stories, but the animation was always on point and he was always a little bit darker than Disney ever dared to tread. Yeah, the the, the darkness of it and I I mean, I would need to do like side by side comparisons, but the animation always did feel at the beginning mm-hmm. felt a little more fluid. I think that was his whole thing when he first branched off. He's like, "We're going to, we're going to give everything like the motion and the energy that I feel Disney is lacking mm. as of late." Or when he went off and did that, mm-hmm. uh, and obviously, you know, Disney caught up. Like they, when he was going in, they went into their Renaissance age with the you know Little Mermaid and yeah. Tarzan and everything. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, it was interesting to. It was it's B mask, right? I think so. Yep, is that the, sounds is the YouTuber. Yep. yep. Uh, but what Jonathan's referring to, you recommended it to me. Yeah. Excellent, like two hour video essay on the Don Bluth musicals. Yes. Yeah. Most of them, I think, a few of them. I don't know if they counted. Is Fern Gully Don Bluth? Yeah. I thought it was. I then why isn't it considered a musical then? Because Tim Curry does sing as like Hexus or whatever his name is in that. And then we got Robin Williams uh, as, my name is Batty. Unless that was a... Oh, he didn't direct it, maybe. Yeah. Or write it or something like that. These were the yeah, ones that, that was, I think, another... I think that was, like, Fox or something before they brought... It. No, not Fox. One of Whatever. those studios yeah. that isn't around anymore. Yeah, yeah, it was just interesting, especially since we do an animation podcast. We do. We may chuck one of those on the burner. Yeah. One Maybe of these days soon, and do a deep dive on them. Choose but, one apiece and yeah. go for that. Yeah, uh, it could could be interesting because we we don't get to talk about that side of animation a lot. Mm-hmm. We've we've intended to, but yes. Well, as always, Dan, uh, my well is dry. I didn't really do much in our two weeks apart from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but are there any life updates, anime or um, anime adjacent twise? I actually have a lot of news. Uh, well, I, I have Jack and Diddle. I uh I came with a with a full pack today. Mm, yeah. Um first of all, uh for the time being that Netflix isn't imploding, mm-hmm. they recently uploaded uh I think a new movie called Strigand. Okay. Which is an anime movie, which is a remake of a, a much older anime movie, uh, I think from the late 80s or early 90s. Um and I've, I've only seen a few people talk about it, but it seems to be pretty okay. Mm. If you want to check that out in terms of, like, a remake of an old property. I don't think Strigan was, like, 
Akira territory where it was like a beloved thing that you don't touch. Mm -hmm. But the original, and I should have looked into this before I started talking, but the, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure that people from Akira were involved in animating the original one because mm -hmm. the character models look like almost the same. So maybe it was like similar production posse back then. Mm -hmm. Um, but they did just put out a remake, and I think the original also went up on Netflix with that. Okay. Along with all the One Piece movies. Oh, well. They dropped all you're those. You're like a pig in shit, aren't you? I am. <laughs> I didn't even realize, but they dropped all that stuff, uh, on there. Um, so before they start making you pay for multiple, uh, password watch, watch, things, watch, they yeah. just watch what you can, because, mm. uh, we might not pay well, <laughs> unless, uh, unless we... You know, yeah, uh, we'll figure, figure out a way. Around oh, that's right. You have things you care about. Mm, okay. <laughs> well, you know, Stranger Things. We got three more years until that starts up again. Yeah. So, you know, I got some time to kill. But yes, <laughs> yeah. Uh, my one piece of news. Mm -hmm. You mentioned Akira, so that's why I'm throwing it in here. Um, oddly enough, Jordan Peele's latest horror film, mm -hmm. Nope, is very anime. Extremely anime. There are mm -hmm. tons of anime references in it that, if you know, you'll see. There's an Akira moment that's cut. Right from the, the images of the movie itself yes. and the manga pages. He's a huge anime fan. It gets very Evangelion, and that's all I'll say. Mm -hmm. um, in topical and what we're talking about today as well, being like Ava adjacent. But Dan, I think this might be your favorite Jordan Peele. I feel like with every Jordan Peele, I need a little bit more time with it. Uh, I loved Get Out initially. Then Us, I was a little hot and cold on, but mm -hmm. it grew on me. This too will grow on me. Um, especially if you're a Kiki Palmer fan, which if you're not, get out of this house. I've loved Kiki since the day I w I could walk and talk. She's fantastic. She's a consummate actress. Yeah. She's a wonderful personality. She's fun. She's loving. She just fits so... She's like the main part of this movie. Mm -hmm. And Daniel Kaluuya's face acting too as well. His mm -hmm. eye acting in this. And it goes in a lot of directions that you might not expect. There's only one, in my opinion, generally uh, horrific moment in this film. And even then it's not that scary. Mm -hmm. um, I'd just be interested to hear what you would say about it. Because I think this might be your favorite just based on what happens in the film. I'm going to make a point to try to see it very soon. Okay. I used yesterday to watch other movies that you mm -hmm. had sent my way. Mm -hmm. um, yes. Which I'll get to in a moment. Um, but if that concludes that... Yeah, I that's, just... all, that's literally all my news. Because Xenoblade 3 didn't come yet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so... <laughs> You know, I just, it keeps raining on me, huh? <laughs> What's going on under those Twitter posts? I don't know. I, I'm not, I don't want to get spoiled, so I don't say anything. No, it's not spoilers. It's just people arguing about the, the, like, mid-game. Oh. I didn't get the pre-order, mid-game. Like, oh, like, I, I, I don't mean, know. It's just 180 hours of Xenoblade, so are we ready for that? Is anyone ready for that? <laughs> Did we get a Mario Kart DLC? Yeah, we got another booster pass coming this week, I think. Because people were yelling about that too, and I didn't know what they were yelling about. I was but yelling I, about something, Dan. Uh, but uh, other anime uh, mm -hmm. approaching news: we got the announcement of Digimon Adventure O Two oh, yes, the beginning yes. with our favorite crew, our favorite Armadillo uh, Man. I I, I love yeah, that. Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess our other favorite crew. <laughs> They're not not replacing or yeah. overriding the, but like. Mm -hmm. Characters that I'm happy to see again for the first time. And, and they gave us more details than a Digimon Survive review. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I haven't heard anything about that. I've looked. Are, are you are you going to play that? I don't know. I'm waiting for a review to come out oh. to tell me if I can play it or not. Is it good? Is it worth my time? Oh. I'm going to have Xenoblade. That's right. You're going to have to have to pick which RPG to... Yeah. It's going to be a long time. Um, 
But yeah, no, uh, Venture 02, the beginning, um, after the O2 crew were in a coma for the Try movies. <laughs> They're back and better than ever. And only adjacent in Last Evolution Kazuna. This is a sequel to that timeline. Uh, they're back. There's some kind of big disturbance that catches the attention of the world. I think that in that trailer I sent you, mm-hmm. we see all of the international characters. Oh, yes, that's right. The the Noodle Stand Boys or whatever they are. The the triplets. Yeah. Uh, the the one Aussie girl or something. Yeah. I remember them vaguely. Like all the ones who showed up during the World Tour yeah. arc uh, in the anime seem like they kind of get little cameos. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm excited, because, like, it seems like a, like a good, uh, that's the kind of nostalgia bait that I like. We haven't seen those guys in a while. And it's following along from where Adventure 2 ended, like, uh, you know, Davis and Vimon have their little, uh, like, ramen shop. Yeah. Uh, like, they're all, uh, you know, going along from that. Ken and Wormun are there, like... Oh, Ken! And, yeah, I just, I love those characters, and I'm happy that they're getting a chance to shine. And, you know, and if this keeps going, then maybe we could see reimaginings or... or, Tamers? uh, Yeah, who knows? Like, because I haven't gotten a chance to watch it yet, because I briefly had the i briefly had crunchyroll and then mm-hmm. i stopped having crunchyroll because it was annoying me uh. um and i switched back to funimation but mm-hmm. i don't have the like uh access to the like the brand new digimon adventure reboot like mm-hmm. the one that's a a reimagining of the, the, the original series yeah. but people have i think have been enjoying that so Digimon seems to be it's it's in its own cross your fingers renaissance yeah. here. Yeah. Uh, Maybe we have to ride that wave. We do. Yeah. I think, yeah. We have maximize to... profits. Yeah. yeah meanwhile. <laughs> yeah. We should. Mm. Um. But yeah, do you have any other news? I have. I I mean, I went to Broadway. I saw Company yesterday, the day before closing. Mm-hmm. It's great. Patti Lapone in her last musical role, allegedly. Um. Mm-hmm. Doing wonders. Just, you know, good time to be a Sondheim fan. We got that Into the Woods, an alleged Sweeney Todd revival starring Josh Groban. Well, I don't know how he's going to play Sweeney Todd, but mm. he has a lovely voice, that Josh Groban, mm-hmm. so he'll fit right in. Just a good time to be a Sondheim fan, in of general. Yep. Of course. Um, I guess I'll, I'll try to start unloading the, the news that I have. I love when people take my recommendations. Um, well, okay. Well, first, ah. I, first I gotta get the goober stuff that'll upset you out of oh, the way. Yes. Uh, yeah. First of all, uh, Pokemon, uh, Ash fought Steven I saw. and won. Yep. Yep. Uh, seemed to be a good battle. He had the exact line of dialogue from the game. Yes. Yep. Uh, cool when little... you win against him in the championship. Uh, yeah, no, they, they keep, they keep noticing yeah, things I like, like that. things. They're cute little Easter eggs, yeah. And, uh, now he's, he's gonna, Ash is gonna be facing Cynthia next. Oh. In a six on six. Oh. So, um, we're gonna see what happens. At, that should be a big event that, uh, people are hyped for. I think the Leon Diantha one is first. Okay. Um, well, we know Diantha's gonna get scrubbed. She's gonna job, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> she's gonna, yeah. But, uh, but she beat gonna Lance. gonna tank more than my box office rating, huh? Uh, <laughs> uh, but she she beat Lance, yeah. which was surprising. Which was but, great. Yeah, love that. Um, but yeah, so that, that episode is first. And then I would assume or hope that the, the Cynthia one is a, a two-parter, but that hasn't been confirmed yet. But it is six on six, apparently. Mm. Uh, so that should be interesting to see. Um, and then last week... 
um, which I did not have the chance to comment on as we were on sabbatical, was uh, San Diego Comic-Con. Uh-huh. And, um... Oh, there were trailers, I assume. There were many trailers. Ah. Um, lots of, uh, a little bit of goofiness, but a lot of trailers. A lot of gallantry. <laughs> yeah. Um, we... You know, aside from the, the side things I enjoyed, like, lots of anime merch getting mm-hmm. announced. Mm-hmm. Getting figures of, uh, Androids 19 and 20, my, oh, my boys. We don't talk about figures in this house, though. I have a current relationship with Good Smile that I don't really want to <laughs> disclose. Yeah. Of course. Could lose one of our sponsors real quick. (laughs) They're on it. They're working on it in quotes, but... Yeah. yeah. They may have screamed at me through email. (laughs) Either they break or you do. It's uh, it's fine. Go about this little game. Um, But Marvel put out a bunch of stuff. We got the Wakanda Forever trailer, which was... I heard Angela Bassett acting from my Twitter. I said, okay, good, good. Uh, Very well put together trailer. It goes from uh, No Woman, No Cry into uh, Kendrick Lamar's All Right, Mm. I think. And it uh, it's probably one of the best done trailers I've seen in Mm -hmm. a while. Like, it doesn't feel... Like, a lot of the other stuff that came out felt a little... Yeah, generic yeah. at mm-hmm. times, but mm-hmm. it, it like that one stood out in terms of how it was put together. Um, but we also got uh, She-Hulk previews mm-hmm. uh, with Daredevil showing up. Oh, I heard. Yeah, Daredevil's getting born again. Uh, a new show. I'm excited for that. Um, I liked that Daredevil show with uh, Charlie Cox. And uh, I mean, what's his name? Uh, Vince D'Onofrio is already back to begin with because mm-hmm. of Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Um, but they got that coming. Uh, they teased a whole timeline of stuff, like another Avengers two-parter. Wanda's uh, getting a solo film, I hear. Perhaps? I heard yes. about that. I, I may have been reading a different Twitter, but I heard that that was, like, allegedly happening. Well, Agatha is. Oh, Agatha. I, yeah. I heard that Wanda might be getting something, but I don't know. She could. Yeah. She might not be dead, but I think Elizabeth Olsen just wants to do other things for a little bit. <laughs> wants to Underst- act in other pictures? Understandably. <laughs> Uh, but then, like, a two-part Avengers movie, uh, we got Ant-Man 3, Fantastic <laughs> Four, uh, Captain America New World Order with mm. Sam Wilson, um, lots of animated stuff, like Spider-Man Freshman Year, X-Men 97, uh, mm-hmm. which is, like, the throwback one, um, more what-if stuff, uh, so, all interesting, like, I, I mean, remains to be seen how it plays out, but... Because they've been, uh, they've been producing some eh things for a little bit, mm-hmm. so if they can end this phase on a bang and kind of get more momentum for the next part, then more that'd power be cool. to them, yeah. Um, and then DC. Oh boy. Didn't do much of anything. Oh well. Uh, DC or don't care. Yeah, uh, <laughs> rumors were abound that Henry Cavill was going to make an appearance. Uh, he did not. Oh, okay. Uh... And then, uh, because of uh, Amber Heard and Ezra Miller, the only movies that they could advertise on that stage were Shazam 2 mm. and Black Adam. Um, and that was it. Oh. That was that was, that was was the only movies they could I talk mean, about. I love Rachel Zegler as much as the next person, but... Yeah. Yeah. And those movies look like they're going to be good. Mm. Like they're they're going to be fun. But we're mm. uh, in an interesting stretch of time for them. Because... Uh, even though DC technically owns Sandman, mm-hmm. they didn't they didn't put that the Netflix trailer for Neil Gaiman's Sandman on there. Oh, I saw that. It looked good. Um, yeah. But that, about that that also came out. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was it was very 
Yeah, like some some decent stuff. Like we're getting into that point with both of them where some characters that didn't get the spotlight ever before are kind of. In the case of Marvel, it's intentional. In the case of DC, it's not intentional. They're finally getting to, to step up and do things, and I like that. Yeah, entertaining. Um. Uh, now, now onto movie discussion. Movies, but not the movies you uh, you think uh, yet. Okay. Uh, first, I I have a. Because I didn't prep a tangent today, because oh I figured I was going to kill some extra time All right. with our big comeback for the Full Metal finale. Yep. Um, a lot, you know, a couple weeks ago before I went on vacation, mm-hmm. I'm often stressed by vacations, so I was oh, looking. Yes. I was looking for some uh, for some easy watching, <laughs> and what I did was I, I turned on the TV and you I chose watched. Pain, didn't you? I did. I mm-hmm. watched Fate of the Furious. Oh. Of, like, the Fast and the Furious franchise? Of the franchise. Fast and the Furious? There's so many movies, and apparently that's, like, a lexicon of, like, references and stuff. It I is. hear people talking about those films. I I think I've seen Tokyo Drift and maybe the first one, so... that's That was my exact experience. Yeah. I had seen bits of the first one and most of Tokyo Drift, mm-hmm. and I had never seen another one since. You do it for the familia, Dan. I put it on <laughs> I put on Fate of the Furious, and I was I was mesmerized. Wow. I, I watched it, and mm-hmm. then I watched Hobbs and Shaw. Okay. Uh, the the spinoff mm-hmm. with uh, with with uh, with Dwayne Johnson mm-hmm. and a British guy whose name escapes me, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, not Fast Idris Elba, right? No, well, it, well, okay. Idris Elba's in there. He's oh. the bad guy. Okay, uh, but then uh, Fast Nine, the Fast uh, the Fast Saga is the subtitle mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. I, it's just one movie, though. I don't oh. know why the, the subtitle <laughs> would be that. Um, Sounds like a Sinister Six pick. Well, which it's is waiting to happen. Just might be. Yeah. Just might be. Because, like, I... They are... So goofy. <laughs> it is so... Like, I, I was just sitting there, and I'm like... Well, I'm not getting bored with this. Yeah. This I'm is, like... Yeah, this I is think entertaining. That's, that's kind of their thing. Yeah. And it's like... And I understand, like, from reading into it, that, um... Y- you know, like, the first movie is just... Dom... Like, Vin Diesel and his crew. Mm-hmm. His familia. Mm-hmm. With, uh, you know, Paul Walker as, a as like, an undercover cop, and then, like, Dom's crew steals, a, like, a truckload of DVD players. Mm-hmm. And then you cut to, like, Hobbs and Shaw, and Idris Elba is, uh, like, enhanced into a Superman using Metal Gear Rising huh. nanomachines. Okay. Uh, so he's, like, a Superman, and, <laughs> and then, like... In, in 8 and 9, Dom and his crew are being called in by government agencies to go and save the day using... Their fast and furious skills. And mm-hmm. and, I, and I was like... You know, and I, I went in with a certain expectation, and... Obviously, there's a lot of memes that people keep spreading with the, the, the La Familia stuff. Mm-hmm. And... Fate of the Furious, at least, was... Beyond expectation. It was... Yeah. Every other line of dialogue was about family... <laughs> And they got Charlize Theron mm-hmm. to play a hacker villain. She's mm-hmm. like the ultimate hacker, like, you know, controls the world from her computer villain. And uh, she doesn't believe in family because oh. computers have evolved beyond the need <laughs> of course. to have family, yeah. which puts her into an ideological conflict with Dom. And I'm like... This is so like wonderful. Like, they got Charlotte, and she's like, "I don't believe it. You yeah. know, I don't need people, machines, or what." And yeah. I'm like, "It's in the binary." I, I, this is, uh, I, um, I love it. Whatever. Well, yeah. I can't tell you what happens in most of them. I know John Cena shows up mm-hmm. in in Fast Nine as a, as Dom's long lost brother. 
previously unmentioned mm. long lost brother. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there'll be a Sinister Six pick. Maybe somewhere down the line. I think yeah. Fast Nine was just sloppy enough to to warrant it mm-hmm. because in addition to you know what it is, uh, I guess uh, Dwayne Johnson and Vin Diesel have like a a, a Betty Davis. Joan <laughs> Joe Collins, Crawford. Joe, Joe Crawford, <laughs> feud where they can't be on set with one another, so mm-hmm. every shot between them is like a shot reverse shot or a body double, because they can't even be in the same room, which is difficult because mm-hmm. they're supposed to be on the same crew, but uh, yeah. and but now they, they can't even look at each other. Wow. Um. So yeah, maybe maybe might be an interesting thing. They're mm-hmm. not in the pot at the moment, uh, but maybe someday. Because there there were some moments that truly baffled me, I and I think fi- Fast Ten, the final Fast, is is filming now. The final Fast, uh, you know. So we'll see what happens with that. Mm. But uh, but now into the movie news you can appreciate. Okay. I watched The Northman, The Northman, and Last Night in Soho. Ah oh! ah. All right. Yeah. Okay. And, and what did you think? Remind me what you thought of those. <laughs> what did I think? Yeah. Well, let's start with Last Night in Soho. I initially didn't like that movie at all, mm-hmm. and it still has its flaws, but now it's grown on me as a camp classic mm-hmm. that has beautiful music, wonderful cinematography, and Anya Taylor-Joy with Diana Rigg. So there's no doubt in my mind that I love... I am a Last Night in soho now. Yes. Um, I initially poo-pooed it, calling it Last Night in So-So. <laughs> really, oh, yeah, I remember really, that. Yeah, that really was a... got me rave reviews <laughs> at the cinema. <laughs> I never felt more galvanized. But um, And The Northman? I liked The Northman. I mm-hmm. thought that it was... I mean, people were saying that it was overly long. It was a little bit too testosterone and then some people on the internet got like their weird hands on it and started saying like robert eggers was something that he's not yeah as like a director and i was like oh okay now it's kind of skeevy but i mean i liked it i mean i like robert eggers work i like that nicole kidman had that little twist in the end yeah Mm. i if i if i had to pick which one because i watched both of them yesterday okay and as weird as it is, I think Last Night in Soho is going to stay with me a little bit more than okay. The Northman. All right, that's fine. The Northman, I thought, was a really good movie, but it had a lot of, like, tiny little things mm-hmm. that, that kind of bothered me, mm-hmm. where it's like a death by a thousand... And Last Night in Soho has that, too, but yeah. it's goofier to begin yeah. with, so it's yeah. like, maybe upon further reflection that scale will shift, but it's like... There were, like, there were parts in, in The Northman where I had to, like, remind myself, okay, this is, like, a myth, this is, like, retelling an actual mythical story here, mm-hmm. so things have to happen a certain way, characters are not going to take certain opportunities, they're not going to be caught at this point, mm-hmm. um, but I got, like, chuckles when characters were being, like, swarmed and attacked, and then the kid sneaks off, like, yeah. right past ten guards armed guards and they all get high damn and when that nicole kidman twist happens Uh, she she does like a nicole kidman scream and then she and i'm like like i i was i was like taken out of it for a second i loved that moment and you know so her in that horrible wig (laughs) like i i don't 
so I don't know I don't know where to rank it. Yeah. Because I loved the lighthouse. And the Vivitch. And the Vivitch. Mm-hmm. Um but I'm not I'm not entirely I'm gonna need further time to reflect on the Northman because I the, thought you would like the Elden Ringness of it all. Well the music like that, yeah, the was, music, yeah. I I loved the music and the way that it was integrated into like the characters' movements. And last night in Soho did that too, kind yes. of. They both they both had that in common. But it was like um like I don't know. Like there it was it was a lot of tiny things that, that kinda like took me out of it. Mm. But maybe maybe a future viewing could uh could amend that. Yeah, but last night in Soho was. I'm surprised yeah. you liked that because I think I had swapped reactions. Like mm-hmm. I went into the Northman, I think I went out to the Northman like more like oh that's what I expected, and then last night in Soho, like I said, wasn't my favorite when I saw it. I saw it in IMAX or Dolby or whatever. It was beautiful to look at, mm-hmm. but I said there's no substance here. But then afterwards, I thought, but wasn't that the point of it all along? It was a flashy trip through past Soho, with yeah. scares and jumps and fashion, even though. Uh, that collection at the end was not what I consider fashion. It took her that long to make three different looks that looked exactly the same. <laughs> I yeah, I don't think uh, so. No, and yeah. I'm not saying either of them. If I, from a technical standpoint, I think that the Northman's a better movie. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. It feels like last night, and so it was just goofy enough to like mm-hmm. get my attention. But that being said. I did not feel the length with the Northman. I kind of felt it for last night in Soho. See, I'm the opposite. I felt the length with the Northman and did not feel it for last night in Soho. Maybe like, a little at the end, but like, like I like with Northman, it hit the the plot beats that I was kind of expecting, and it played out, and it was given its due build up, and but then in last night in Soho, it felt like the audience was given the pieces of the mystery. And we have we we're going to chill for like X amount of time, mm-hmm. and then everything's gonna. Yeah, fault. But like, could have tr- I could like, could have trimmed a little bit of it. Mm. But like, I I I don't know. Very interesting movies, both of them. Yeah. All solid I'll say recommendations. Is maybe not the last time we'll hear from Last Night of Soho on the podcast. Oh man, <laughs> you may have nearly missed something there. But yes. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> Foiled again by Dan Ryan's <laughs> normalcy. <laughs> yeah. But it'll be well, fun. Yeah. I, I threw it on because I was like, eh, I need a movie. This mm-hmm. is, I don't know how much longer this is going to be on HBO Max, so I'll just, yeah. you know. Uh, but yeah, but both good. Both solid recommendations. Mm. Both very good movies. Like, I I liked both of them. But good. Excellent. Cinema. I don't know. In terms of big epic stories, The Green Knight won my heart last year. Yeah, like, I, I really, I mean, we went into that film kind of like as the two biggest stands of that film anyway. Yeah. It really has touched me too. That's like a, a yearly Christmas watch for me now with Moonstruck. Like I, I, I loved that movie, and it doesn't feel like anyone talks about it. Yeah, because I, I think they were just bored by it. They said like nothing happened, but it was beautiful, and yeah. they weren't familiar with the original source material that they actually stuck very close to. Yeah, hmm. which is a shame. David Lowry. Yeah, that that was the main thing I was thinking of. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna watch some prestige movies for Jonathan, and mm. I'm like. I already loved a prestige movie, yeah, and for nothing happened, yeah. and nothing nothing came of it. So, mm-hmm. but but still, both solid recommendations. Um, and I guess the last three Fast and Furious movies. But mm. uh, that being said, figured I would kill time with that news today. Mm-hmm. We got a big episode. Yes, so I- I'll let you take it away. All right, so we can get right into it. I mean, I did work on your tangents, but not really. I had very broad strokes for like. By all means, no, no, no. I'll save it for for our. Palooza next week. 
we'll need something to talk about in that first episode anyway. If they, we're, yeah. we're recording back to back or something. Yeah. Yeah. And if they are the tan, if they are the ones I'm thinking about, I have some plot thoughts with those as well. Okay. So, so we'll save it. We can for, discuss that. Yeah. So. No, no problem. Yeah. Um, so let's get into today's proper then. Mm-hmm. The finale of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, Dan. We've arrived. We have. It's been 10 episodes. Uh, we covered most of the series. Uh, any thoughts on what to expect before I, you know, recap us? Like, what was our journey been like with this series? Did you go in expecting one thing? Are you leaving with something? I don't know. I have enjoyed every step of it. Mm-hmm. It has never lost my attention. I've been excited to come in and do these episodes mm-hmm. um, consistently. Uh, and it has surprised me in a lot of ways. Okay, which I'm sure we'll get more specific in, you know, after we recap, but go ahead. But I have not had anything spoiled for me. Good. Going in completely blind, uh, and that's every aspect of the plot. And one thing that I found really interesting with was, like, you know, wherever this, like, I guess this is Full Metal Alchemist is placed in, like, the shonen category, Mm -hmm. and it, it doesn't... To me, it feels like it doesn't do any of the things that I expect from that kind of series, usually. Like, Ed visibly improves. Mm -hmm. Like, he, you know, both physically and skill-wise, we see him change. Mm -hmm. But it's in subtle, tiny little increments. And same with Al. Yeah. Al, you know, he learns to loosen up a little bit more. He starts as, like, the younger, older brother. Yeah. We see that dark side, how he suffered mentally, especially and spiritually, being away from his body for so long. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Winry, all our minor characters are getting their stories, like, yeah. put together. We got Winry, we got Ling. Got everybody here. All the friends. And then uh, all the villains have done interesting things, in my opinion, as you've said before. Like, you expect Envy to zig and he zags. Mm-hmm. I just like the way that the villains are done in this show, and they're not done yet. We've got that whole father figure motif going on yeah. between father and Hohenheim. Like it, like it finds its cast, it builds them up, and then it just lets them, you know, like sandbox style play for mm-hmm. the remainder of the time. And I really like that because mm-hmm. that's not how it goes in a lot of the stuff that I watch, mm-hmm. and. It does so without ever getting boring. It does so without, like, you know, I mean, I still, until I can figure out a way to properly bring it to this podcast, as I've as I've said multiple times, Hunter Hunter, mm-hmm. the most recent ad, is my favorite anime, perhaps ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that manages to do something similar, but even then... They're the the cast, you know, of like maybe antagonists will rotate slightly mm-hmm. from one huge story arc to another, while still playing off of one another. You know, like you know, like these rats are in a cage yeah. here, yeah, and, and the situation's going to shit. How's this going to play out? Mm-hmm. And uh, but this, but Full Metal Alchemist, so far as it's been like an ensemble piece, yes. I like that. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So, a little recap and thoughts on what we watched last. So, Wrath popped up and slayed both Old Man Fu, R.I.P., and Captain Buccaneer, R.I.P. too. After being dealt a lethal blow, Ling and Greed come to an agreement and help the humans out. Hohenheim and Father popped off with Hohenheim getting absorbed and saved for later as a tasty snack. Ed, Alan, and Azumi are whisked away to Father's stomach for sacrifices. 
Whilst uh, fighting off fake Führers, the gang saves Hawkeye from death and Mustang is forced to perform human transmutation, blinding him, but severely weakening Pride in the process. And Mustang loses his sight in the equivalent exchange and becomes the final sacrifice needed for the countrywide um, uh, transmutation circle. Yes. That has been occurred. Uh, May tries to take Father on single-handedly. Ling Greed attempts a surprise attack on Father, but they are stopped. Alphonse has a moment with his body in the void, but chooses to let his soul return to Earth in the armor to keep fighting. Very emotional, very powerful. Uh, the five sacrifices are... Uh, Fa- our father is a country wide champion. I guess I think oh. we just use yep. yeah Hohenheim our, yeah the, yeah no well, we, they're Hohenheim Azumi Ed Allen Mustang yes so they're used by father as a countrywide transmutation ta- circle opens up claiming the souls of every character not within the center father becomes a giant god and says he will bring the truth down to earth and absorb it. A very Evangelion-type end, and it's not looking good, folks, but there are still four episodes left. Yes. Uh, as we revealed last time, all of Dan's favorites have died. <laughs> yes. Technically. Technically. Yep. Technically, so, yeah. Who's gonna live now, Dan? Are they coming back? Are we gonna get a real sad ending? You think it's gonna be sad? Or you think it's gonna be bittersweet? I think bittersweet. You, I think that I know I, you said one of the brothers is probably going to die. You're not feeling good vibes about Hohenheim. I'm not feeling good vibes from Hohenheim mm-hmm. and uh, and Alphonse. Mm-hmm. Those two, I think, I worry about the most. Yeah, because I I try to imagine what Hohenheim's conclusion could be, and maybe it's a limit on myself. But I'm like, I, I feel like this immortal dude's struggle has to come to an end at some point mm-hmm. and Alphonse because I, I I don't know I feel it, one of the brothers the whole equivalent exchange like so, like if we want happiness we're going to have to trade something yeah. so mm-hmm. and then we have our minor characters we've got the Armstrong family yes. we've got the citizens of Jing yes. all these faves I wonder where they'll stand when the rubble falls huh <laughs> I don't know hmm well, with that, let me jump into my armor suit one more time, and you can don your red coat if you want to. I will. I think yeah. it's a little tacky, but uh, <laughs> we will see you after the break. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm made out of metal, Dan, because the tears are making me rust. <laughs> that was that was exquisite. Ooh. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad you felt that way. Yeah, would you classify it as a legends? Certainly. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. I I forgot we even had that subtitle, <laughs> so, but <laughs> it's been a while. Uh, yeah. Uh, with with that in mind, perhaps I would have. Uh, 
Uh, no, I still think Demon's a first no, impact. Yeah. I, Demon I think it's Slayer. a modern legend. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's brought in the Buku Bucks. But seeing this this full picture, um, I mean, in, in some ways, I'm glad I didn't experience it until now because mm-hmm. I kind of yeah, this was a good context to do it in. It kind of kept me invested mm-hmm. uh, without because uh, sometimes when I binge watch things, I get like burnt out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I doing it yep. in this manner, I, I I really I really appreciated it. Yeah. And obviously, I mean, even if we didn't see all, I might go back and mm-hmm. you know rewatch well, we, anyone. We saw missed. most of it. We yeah. saw the majority of it, and I I think that I uh, you know kept up the tempo. You did for it. Um, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I think I have some nitpicks with that last episode. I do too. Okay, good. I do too. So it's not not without to, yeah, uh, yeah yeah. Feel free to mention that as we recap. I feel like maybe it could have ended on the penultimate episode and had like, I don't know, an extra five minute cap on it mm-hmm. for like the reunion between Winry and the boys and to see where every other character is at. Yes. But I think emotionally it ended at that penultimate episode's final scene, but that's just my, my opinion. I, I would say so. And but then we wouldn't know about the animal friends. <laughs> Well, we wouldn't know about the animal friends, and I guess that it gives Ed and Alphonse some context to what they're doing. Like, the adventure is not really over. It's like we've we've resolved this, but Mm -hmm. we're going to. They're still working on things. I guess that. I guess it 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 makes sense uh, to that extent because I I think I mean not that it's good or bad, but I think a lot of anime series that we either have watched or will watch have one of those. Yeah. It's like a breather. It's like a exhale fully. And and it does happen in the manga in a similar way too. Yeah. So, I mean, it does line up with that. I just feel for the anime, maybe they would have ended more on a punch Mm -hmm. if that penultimate episode was the last episode. But I understand some have their fan favorites that they want to see. Yeah. And then others get their fan favorites that are completely shafted from the episode because there's not enough time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You'll get one picture and that's it, man. You'll get no more. But, but I, yeah. it, 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 uh, yeah, I mean, all, any, any nitpicks I have, we'll get to throughout mm. the thing. Okay, but, no problem. Uh, so, for the last time, for this series, mm-hmm. Brotherhood, let's recap, uh, with episode 61, He Who Would Swallow God. Last time the drawing board will be decked out in alchemy, get up. For now, yeah. For now. Yeah, <laughs> who knows what I may pick in the future, huh? <laughs> Um, Ed and Al in their youths, uh, talk over a new title crawl, learning about alchemy back in the day, the sun and the moon, greater than immortality, what's greater than that? Maybe God? Mm -hmm. Who knows? Uh, in the present, father tries to drag down the truth into him, uh, there's no openers, so you know shit's gonna go down for these last few episodes. It's a lost strategy. Yep, yep, uh, the world is quiet, except you see this is a good show, Dan. (laughs) Yes, yes. <laughs> that has a point. Without a doubt, yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, the world is quiet and dark in the wake of the eclipse. All of the characters outside of the center are dead, and they stay dead. Did you have any, like, doubts that they might not come back at this point? Because they're talking for a while down here in this first episode. I I, I disagree. Okay, so I you f- thought it was fine? You thought they were just gonna snap back? And I felt like it kind of did. Okay. Like, I felt yeah, like it was yeah. one episode, yeah. cliffhanger, immediately. That... Reverse Uno trap card. And I understand yeah. why, because mm-hmm. with uh, Sephiroth getting god powers, they couldn't, like, you know, he couldn't, like, flex and then create a sun and then have anyone realistically fight him. Mm-hmm. So I understand why they had to do that, because yeah. he, was, he was flexing, he yeah. was like... 
I can move and I can rewrite mm-hmm. this room that we're in. Yeah. So we're, we're, this isn't going to be a contest. Yeah. But it felt like yeah. end of last episode, mm-hmm. blah, 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 snap, that, yeah. everyone's back. So I agree with you. I think that could have been weighted a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, it could have felt like those losses actually mattered instead of what happens. But the five sacrifices in May and a much younger looking father, oh no, he's hot, mm-hmm. awake. Uh, father states he has now acquired God and at least 50 million people of Amestris have been sacrificed in order to, you know, fuel father's own personal philosopher's stone. Mm-hmm. So a lot of souls went into that. Uh, father has enhanced powers, stopping alchemy and creating a sun in the palm of his hand. What would you do, Dan? Would you be unable to be burned the roof of your mouth by eating the hottest hot pocket? That's a good question. <laughs> hmm. What would you do? If well, you... I would tempt you with that Ike statue first. <laughs> I would. I would. How? Really low blow there at my weakest, huh? I don't know what I would. I don't know. What I would make <laughs> you torment me. Hmm. Well. Yeah. I, mm. No, that would be when I go up top and I have to create the... I can create, see? <laughs> That's what I... Uh, but, I, I don't know, maybe... Mm. I'll make a... I'll make, like, a Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> a real-life rat. A real-life rat. Wonderful. A real-life Sonic, perhaps. Uh, oh. <laughs> a real-life Chaos Emerald. That's Do you think God <laughs> stays in heaven and weeps <laughs> Uh Hohenheim states that this was a bad idea, as Hohenheim has arranged his own Philosopher's Stones throughout the world. That's what Hohenheim was doing... While he was touring, he was on his great rainbow tour throughout the series. Yes. He was dropping little pieces of himself, thus when he was ripping into himself in that one episode, and bringing out the Philosopher's Stones within him, setting up another transmutation circle. Okay. To combat. There were two going on here. There was Scar's one, Scar's brother's yes. one, and then this Hohenheim one. Yeah. And I, and I, I, at first I confused them, and I'm like, yeah. oh, were, yeah. was he working with them to do mm-hmm. Like, oh, but no, there's, mm-hmm. we got three layers here. Yeah. Uh, uh, but the souls within Hohenheim's Philosopher's Stones have been scattered, and then they will return the souls back to the people of Amestris. They need a circle, Hohenheim says. It will self-activate through the moon's shadow cast on the world. Uh, remember your place, Dorf in the Flask. Uh, this seems to stop Father in his tracks for a moment as all the souls come cascading out of him, just like Scooby-Doo, Dan! Yeah, that was unironically a... Who would have thought that? Spooky Island would have... <laughs> Yeah, that was foreshadowing. <laughs> well, I'm I'm sure you knew that. I didn't. Until we, <laughs> listen, I didn't rewatch Scooby Doo. I rewatched this first. All part of your puppeteering. Oh, I mean, I mean, I mean, who's to say? Uh, all the souls return. Babies cry, and the title plays up again. Everybody is okay. Lol. It's almost like nothing happened. Uh, felt like being trapped in a vortex of anguish. Says Winry. Uh, father only has the souls of the Zersians within him. And he shouldn't be able to survive long like this, and yet he kind of does. Well, he—it's it, like he shouldn't be able to survive because he has consumed God. God. So, mm-hmm. without all of the fifty million souls, he mm-hmm. can't. So he's not a worthy host anymore with just the Xerxian souls. So it that puts will up seem enough of a fight, though. Yeah, yeah. but it—it it, it nerfs him kind mm-hmm. of. Yeah. Uh, Father vows to create more stones and try again, but Hohenheim and May deflect his alchemy. Hohenheim needs more to hold off, and May's barrier can only last so long. The brothers support their father in a Goku Gohan moment, Mm -hmm. where I got your back as Hohenheim's hands are being erased away. Yes. Uh, Lots of skin being ripped off in this. Scar is still fighting Bradley, as if nothing is going on, and this is the best fight in the series. Yeah, beautiful animation. Beautiful fight. We got our two two big ones fighting each other. Mm -hmm. We love them. We love Bradley. We love Scar. They're discussing God. It's very Castlevania. (laughs) 
Yeah, well, no, it's it's all like, uh, you know, yeah, you're going to resort to alchemy to yeah, defeat I, me. You abandoned the god that you defended this whole time? I don't yeah. believe in god, I'm pure King Bradley. What's yeah. a king to believe in god, Dan? It's as if we were fighting at the end of our lives, exactly. perhaps. Yeah. Except it'd be a lot slower paced, I think we'd be huffing and puffing a bit more. <laughs> we need to take a, d- a break in between. <laughs> Ate too much cheese. Yeah. When the podcast ends, we'll sell tickets, so we'll do that. Well, that's the battle this is all building up yeah, to, honestly, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a snazzy animation in this fight scene. Wrath is blinded by his sword as, like, the eclipse ends. Well, and Scar gets in a blow. Because it's a cool little thing. It's like, as your god abandoned yeah. you? And but then he didn't. The <laughs> eclipse moves slightly, yeah. and the sun glare is enough to distract Bradley mm-hmm. so that Scar can get a hidden. And then even, even Wrath is like, huh. Yeah. Like, I don't believe, but that yeah. was, that was convenient, yeah. so. Uh, Raph pulls Azoro and slashes Scar with his severed blade in his teeth. I mm-hmm. thought that would get points for Dan. It does. Very, very yeah. cool. Very nice. Uh, as he's bleeding out, Raph wonders if this mean god does exist. Uh, Lon Fon walks in to finish the job. It's like, you stole my arm, old man. I get to take your balls. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's poetic. I like what they do here, and they give uh, Raph Bradley a fitting death. Yeah. Where he's, like, questioning... She questions, like, did you really love anything? And she's like, yes, my wife. The yeah. one thing that I picked, I truly did love her. And he's like, and no matter what you say, like this was troublesome, but human like uniqueness made things interesting. So mm-hmm. it was probably worth it, just because it kept me invested this whole time. Like it's like that. Yeah. But he ages rapidly. Yes. Uh, still badass, though, up till the end. Yeah. We love Wrath on this show. Um, this was all he knew, and he wouldn't have changed a thing. Life worth living and dying for. Wrath dies. Lanfan finds the Philosopher's Stone Wrath was carrying by sensing it, as she did previously. Uh, Scar needs Lanfan to take him to the center of the circle. Scar still has his hatred, but would help the Amestrians and is kind of talking to his dead parents and his brother, mm-hmm. going like, this is like the opposite of what I wanted to set out to do, but I really have to help these people. Yeah, very um, cool little, like, you You taught me, brother, that, like, energy flows, positive and negative. Yep. Like, something happens to me, which way will I go? Yep. Like, it's it's good. It's uh, poignant. Yep, the positive and negative streams are within Scar. Scar activates the reverse Uno trap card transmutation circle, set up over a mistress, as we saw the other Ishvalans were doing in the previous episodes, kind mm-hmm. of going into people's houses and saying, no, we're not going to hurt you. We just need to put a marker here mm-hmm. in this exact spot. Um, and this lets Ed and the gang get their alchemy back. Yeah. So it's a fairer fight now. And it all fits into what, like, everything that's been developed up until this mm-hmm. point. Because if, if I may take this next... Oh, yes, yes. Uh, Scar, like, his brother, as it turns out, had been researching the the nature of alchemy and uh, alkahestry mm-hmm. and the differences... And so how Alkahestry uses the energy from the ground. Mm-hmm. Similarly, Amestrian alchemy was supposed to be using the tectonic energy that builds mm-hmm. up underground. Mm-hmm. But something was blocking it. Something creepy and crawly. Like a layer of... Of, of bad of, juju. Yeah, had been <laughs> capping it. Of so funk. <laughs> pr- pretty much like preventing everyone from... A layer of Comic-Con B.O. was yes. blocking from them from using their true power. It's the biggest thing. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, it uh, with that reverse Uno card, that layer yeah. is dissolved. And that's another Dan Bingo Sheet moment, tectonic energy. It's like, use that and Dan will fucking... I do. I do like <laughs> volcanoes. Froth in the mouth. Yeah, I know you do. I do. Lava. Put a dinosaur in there. <laughs> but it, it was missing a dinosaur. A machine but... that drills into the center. <laughs> I could make a movie about you, no problem, man. 
It checks the right boxes, you know. But there was no dinosaur, so. Uh, all right. So uh, the idea is to make Father use up his Philosopher's Stone by defending them with their own alchemy at this point. All of them attack. Greed wants to give Father a molten iron bath just like him. And you think they're about to smog him. Yes. Like, oh, beauty killed the beast. It was gold this whole time. But that it's another was... poetic, like, bookend there. Well, no, I was going to say Desolation of Smog is another is a chapter for another day. Ah, uh, yes, yes. The nacho cheese <laughs> incident, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. But Father just gets the fuck out of there and rockets to the surface. Uh, the Armstrongs find Hawkeye and the Chimera Gang as Father shoots up trying to make another Philosopher's Stone killing anyone he can get to his hands on in, like, the center above in Central. Uh, Mustang feels useless. Azumi takes everyone but Ed up to the surface, who Pride insists on fighting. Mustang is sorrowful for the loss of his eyes, but asks Hawkeye if she could still fight with him. Greed sees Wrath dead. Um, oh, there, we get, like, this nice, like... Oh, was that kind of like a father figure to Greed? In a way? Because they've been fighting the whole show. They had, like, the little battles, wrath and greed. Yeah. Did yeah. you think that that was another parallel there, maybe? I felt that this viewing. Yeah, there was, like, like that... It was an awkward... It was a It was a bad dad, but... It's that moment where he's like, oh, so they got you, old man, huh? Yeah. Like, oof. Mm-hmm. Like, but not... Not mocking. Not I kind of wish, um... Salim, uh... Got a moment with him. Yeah. That doesn't really happen. It... I... It... It's... I, I feel like Pride and Greed were two different animals, so mm-hmm. it's like... Because Pride was pretending... Like, I think that's what that was... Yeah. That ended up being his fatal flaw, was mm-hmm. that he was pretending that he wasn't... Like, he was above all that, so... Yeah. I, I don't... No, no, I, no. I agree, yeah. it would have been nice to have him acknowledge that mm-hmm. before what happens happens, but it's like, I think that ends up playing into, like... Because he's playing like a smug little, I don't care about yeah. any of this, but yeah. he does, so. Okay. Uh, Pride is brainwashed, only following father's orders. He doesn't care about you, Pride. Pride sends his appendages into Ed. His container is shattering. Another cool scene, uh, almost suggesting that he will steal his body yeah. and try again. Inside, though, Kimberly from within Pride still has maintained his individuality and in this soul of storms, or storm of souls. Yes. Uh, Kimberly is perfectly fine within this hell. And, you know, distracts Pride long enough for Ed to hit him. Um, I don't know how I feel about Kimberly being here, too. I thought that made perfect sense. You did? Okay. I, I felt like... I mean, he was bad, he's, but... He's the trope that is, uh, is, uh, is, is the spanner in the works. I thought that when he got eaten, I thought, like, something's gonna... Because... Not that he's a good guy. He's a sociopath. He's like yeah. a he's a sociopath. He's a yeah. violent killer, but he had like a clear delineation where it's like I'm gonna side with whoever whoever stands by their yeah. convictions. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna let things yeah. drop where they fall. And then the minute that Pride is like I'm gonna steal a human body, Kimberly's like, hold on. Oh, you're deigning below your own beliefs. Yeah, your your conviction said that humans are are trash mm. why are you okay. and and that was he was enough of a nut job that he was like he was he, he yeah. was so oh, okay. like dedicated to destruction mm-hmm. that he was thriving in that environment yeah and he's like uh, uh, uh like i'm only allying with yeah. you know people with true conviction mm-hmm. and i i liked it and i don't know if this is a book or not another question i had was kimberly is obviously shingies right 
it's never really addressed in this. And then it's like, that's the mirror to Ling. Because Ling and Greed and then Kimberly and Pride then. That's... I don't know that if that's ever sense. brought... Yeah, I don't, it's yeah. never brought up in the show. I don't know if it's brought up exactly in the anime, but they never discuss it. Well, yeah, they... Because <laughs> sometimes they even... The way that, like, their hair parts and mm-hmm. stuff, they it's look the very similar. Yeah. So it's like, I, I don't know... And now that I'm thinking about it, that parallel makes perfect sense, yeah. but I'm not sure. I, I just wish that would have been, like... I mean, it doesn't have to be explained. It feels a little weird that, like, the two Shingy's males... Mm-hmm. Are like the ones that get possessed by homunculi or something, and like fight back in that. I feel like those storylines are a bit too similar for those two characters, but I don't, know. Uh, I, I don't even think that it's similar in that they're it's like a possession sharing mm. thing. It's just that Kimberly, like they should never have allied with Kimberly. Okay. Like they should not have allowed like a sociopathic murderer on their team because you know, like all the talk about like human nature is going to do this, human nature is yeah. like they were you know, lay down with the dogs, you're gonna get fleas type thing, mm-hmm. like, Kimberly was was a problem of their own making, so yeah. he was... I, f- I thought that it was gonna come back, and, so I, and I was... Not in the way I expected, but mm-hmm. it, it kinda, kinda did, mm-hmm. so. Uh, Ed breaks free, and Ed strikes, turning himself into a philosopher's stone to try and remind Salim that for a moment he was human. Uh, this kills pride, and... Uh, flash flashes before Salim's eyes, you know, like his whole life with the Fuhrer, mm-hmm. his moments of weakness, and then Salim's body corrupts. Suddenly, a small, tiny fetus is all that's left, and I mean real tiny, yep. like gummy bear size. Very tiny baby. Uh, Ed just leaves him there, saying he will be back for him later as he goes off to join the fight above ground. Mm-hmm. And what did you think of that ending? Like, turned into baby. Turned into human-ish, I guess. I mean, it's a fitting way f- for pride? Mm-hmm. Because you're humbled. They all get the ironic yeah. deaths, yeah. and opposite of pride is... Baby. Baby. <laughs> 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 so. It makes perfect sense <laughs> yeah. now, Dan. It's, it's the element that, uh, yeah. yeah, so that's... Again, it, but it does. It's like he's rendered... He's rendered... He's humbled. Yes. Yeah. Uh, episode 62 of Fierce Counterattack. Father killing more Brig soldiers for Philosopher's Stone Father... Uh, stopped by Hohenheim. Uh, May, Izumi, and Alphonse follow up from, or up to the surface. Humans are not the lowly lifeforms you homunculi only destroy. Uh, you are at a dead end. Father says he can create, um, humans of his own, making some abominations from his own flesh. The people of Xerxes brought back. And we get some emotional damage where everyone's like, oh, my friends from the past. Izumi's like, assaulted by a baby. Uh, the children are like, I need a body, and they run up to Alphonse. So they're yeah. all, like, appropriately fucking up the people. Yeah, I, so, like, the baby that went for Izumi was just an Ishvalan. Yeah, okay. but, I mean... Because for <laughs> a split second, I'm like, oh god, are they gonna have Trisha shit? Like, is he gonna make Ooh, a Trisha? Ooh, that would've been good. But, and I, but it didn't, if it was just, uh, He didn't really know about Trisha, I think. No, he didn't. He never really questioned that either. So no. he, I, that, that, that dawned on me, but I'm like, for a second, I'm like, ooh, is he gonna, is he gonna push everyone's buttons? But... Mm-hmm. Like, foo? Yeah. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> Ooh, old man foo. Oh. Uh, just their souls, though. These are just shells. Ed speeds up to see Hohenheim send out a huge Vegeta blast to destroy his creations. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the other major characters head on up with Greed on the elevator. Greed doesn't want any woman to get hurt. Uh, operations have no word on what just happened, with half of com- Central Command being blown up. Uh, Greed tries to warn all those still alive. Father is much more powerful than they can conceive. 
Olivier won't back down. Mustang is still going to fight with Hawkeye's help. Louis sends the elevator on up as Gerso, Olivier, and Sig stand behind. Sig, probably too beefy to fit on that elevator anyway. Yes. Yeah. And it, and this does, I did kind of like this for Olivier because it was like, if her whole thing is that she's raised her men to be, you know, strong as hell and yeah. not give up, then it's like, then they- Her they, job is done. Yeah. Yeah. Then, like, they point that out to her, like- I mean, I wish she could have fight more, because I love, I love an Olivier fight. Of course. But, and, and she had already gotten fights. It was just like, no, ma'am, you've, you've, you know, you've trained us to be stronger mm-hmm. than this. We Don't worry. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Olivier sees uh, Rath's body and questions Scar if he killed Rath. Uh, thanks to the wounds from Fu and Buccaneer, he had a mortal wound that just took him out enough for me to do it. Yeah. I was like, oh, all right, I guess, yeah. And Give Oli- them another send-off, yeah. And Olivier's like, okay, good. Yeah. Like, I told you my men would be they able are to do tough that. as they come. In the rubble above, Zhao Mei wakes up Mei, uh, seeing that Alphonse sacrificed his armor to protect her from the blasts. Ed's automel arm isn't functioning at its best. Azumi was saved by Hohenheim, who shielded them both with his body. Very daddy move, mm-hmm. right there. Uh, father is poised, ready to strike, slapping Hohenheim away. He attempts to turn Ed and Azumi into a Philosopher's Stone, but all the army arrives firing at Father, taking him by surprise, um, causing him to flinch slightly, but then he just tanks the bullets and the missiles that are flung at him. Yeah, because he has to actively activate his shield. Yeah. It, it's not always guaranteed protection. Uh, just when things are looking rough again, Mustang arrives and is instructed by Hawkeye on where to aim his fire and is ready to fight. Mustang doesn't need a transmutation circle anymore. Uh, now he could shield them all with his new quick alchemy thanks to his equivalent exchange mm-hmm. in this. Uh, Louis yells that they must all make Father use his Philosopher's Stone as Zampano, Lanfon, and Darius attack from above. Greed, are you sure this is what you wanted to rule? Because Greed's off like having this mini discussion with Ling the whole time. Like, when's it going to be enough with the power? Is like... Having father's power enough? Is this country just good enough? Yeah. You need to decide there. But Greed reiterates, like, I just want everything. That's my nature, so. Uh, Ling calls Greed out on his ignorance. Izumi makes a giant kiln for Mustang to flambe the fury. And I said, this is very One Piece energy. Dan's probably having a wet dream over there. <laughs> good use of fire. <laughs> Make a kiln. Make a giant kiln. Uh, no effect. Greed gets through the barrier and father absorbs this philosopher's stone. This is all an act from Greed to get father to drop his barrier. Greed wants Father's powers for his own. Everyone is trying to land a hit at once. Father destroys Ed's automail arm. And Father is relying on fighting with just his body now. The power he has absorbed begins to take over. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't have enough to handle it at this moment. Because yeah. everyone's coming at him. They're doing equal things. To... Still, everyone's kicking. Lots... I thought yeah. more bodies would be flying here. I did too. But lots of good body horror from mm-hmm. the Father. Because yeah. God he changes is... changes to our Father. Yeah. In his yeah. thing, instead of father, it's our father. Mm-hmm. Did you get the, I mean, you're a Protestant, do you understand the significance of that? I do, oh. I think. No, no, actually no, elaborate on that. No, it's like our father, yeah. who art in heaven. Okay. It's more like, oh, he has become God. Okay. Instead of, you know, father. Right. No, that makes sense. Uh, father needs a stone, he's on his last legs, he sees Ed impaled by shrapnel and says, yummy, yummy, in my tummy. I'm going to get a new Philosopher's Stone. Mm -hmm. Uh, Alphonse has a very emotional acting moment in this, screaming out for his brother. He can't have this happen. He's sitting next to May. Everyone's helpless, even though, like, maybe maybe toss another bullet in there. (laughs) Yeah. You got all these weapons. Go punch him again. Try to do something. Someone do something here. But uh, Alphonse has a horrible idea and asks May for a favor. 
he says to himself, well, you know, if my soul was worth the equivalent of my brother's right arm, then the opposite must be true mm-hmm. as well. Uh, we could piece together what he's planning. Uh, May fires off some more kunai and makes another transmutation circle around where Ed's arm should be. Yeah, the energy transmission Yeah, strategy. and then Al sacrifices himself in order for Ed to get his arm back. Mm-hmm. So, you know, even though everyone's begging him to stop, it's a very emotional scene. Al's armor fades away, leaving Alphonse as a body and soul in the void. Uh, he talks to his body and says, like, well, now we have to wait for our brother. Mm-hmm. I do like how he fades away. We never see this armor again. This very significant armor. Yeah. Big moment. Doesn't even get a cameo in the end. But I Rightfully guess he moves so. On. Yeah, he moves yeah. on from that. Yeah. yeah. It would be, that would be some trauma to hang around. Emotional damage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Ed's body is restored. Uh, and he pummels father with a lot of punches. Mm-hmm. Uh, go, Ed, go. Everyone's cheering on. Ling tells Greed that all Greed has wanted was the support of his fellows, like Ed is receiving, the chance to have friends. Ed socks father good, and Ed says that he now outclasses father at this point. Yes. Um, episode 63, The Other Side of the Gateway. Flashback to the door for the flask, questioning Hohenheim. Uh, it's no different from me if you live a slave. Uh, and it's just like the dwarf in the flask is like, I would like to be free. Yes. We just get this, uh, if I, w- if I had an idea of being happy, it would be out of this bottle. Yeah. So. Uh, father is getting the shit kicked out of him by Ed. Father is down for the count. The little run saved us. Greed is acting a bit more human than usual, saving some people that are like flying by mm-hmm. as well. Like pull your shit together. But suddenly the energy of God reached for greed's philosopher's stone. It is father. He is back. And Ling, within Greed, is holding him from being taken. Mm-hmm. We get these two bonding throughout the whole time, like, I'm not going to leave you behind, you dummy. And then Greed, like, punches Ling in the face. Sucker punches him, yeah. yeah. He's like, like, sorry, you know we sorry will loser. Yeah. He's like, but you can't, I'm part of his being, I can't, like, I'm not letting you get pulled out, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greed can make do with an Emperor of Jing, that's what he says. Just a plot to keep Ling from being absorbed. Uh, he made a friend in the end, that Greed. Yeah, multiple friends. Yeah, we didn't get Beto, though. The lizard man Beto. What happened Yeah, he forgot his lizard friend. <laughs> yeah, he died. He got a gr- yeah. All his other friends got gruesome deaths. Yeah, I would think that he would reflect back on them. them. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Everyone forgets the animals. And so. he's like, that's the only time I've lied. I don't know about that. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. maybe. I feel like you've told a few before. Uh, Lan Fon severs Greed's arm, and Ling's homunculi tattoo disappears. Greed then reverses his ultimate shield, making father's body brittle, made of flimsy carbon. Mm -hmm. Uh, Greed is also at this point, like, maybe shoot him? Yeah. You know, he's (laughs) made of carbon dust. Yeah, just finish him off, like everyone. (laughs) But Greed is then ripped out of father's body by father. Turns into a little boo ghost. (laughs) He says, friends were the one piece along the way. And then fades into non-being. Mm-hmm. Greed wasn't such a bad guy. He wasn't. All. He wasn't. All he ever wanted, Dan, was just to be wanted, a la cats. Yes. Yeah. Those cruel ghosts. <laughs> Beautiful ghosts. Beautiful ghosts. Uh, Ed punches through Father, freeing the last of the Xertian souls and destroying his Philosopher's Stone. Return to the nothing homunculus. All Father wanted was to be free as his body implodes on itself in a very horrific scene. Yeah, like the little arms reach out and pull him into, into his himself, own yeah. open chest. Uh, he very... just pops away. Yeah. And then he... I mean, he's supposed to be like the redeemed thing of like, all I wanted to do was to have knowledge, Dan. <laughs> That's all I wanted. I wanted things to be beautiful. Yeah. Mm. 
<laughs> and everyone's just watching, like, okay, sure, Jan. Well, Ho- well uh, Hohenheim is like, <laughs> like I, I was surprised at that. He was like, <gasps> like I was like, oh, don't do anything, Hohenheim. Yeah. Just <laughs> let uh, it happen. The dwarf is in the void and is told by their equivalent of the truth that you were doomed to fail for never believing in yourself. Uh, you couldn't compare yourself to humans. The dwarf only wanted to pursue knowledge. Is that wrong? Who are you? The truth goes by many names. The world, this country, maybe even God. Mm-hmm. But people just call me the truth. I like how the truth is like different for every individual. Yeah, it's your word. truth. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. literally the mirror image of you. Uh, same speech from before, and you will have to pay the same price as those who meddle. This was the outcome you brought back upon yourself as the dwarf is absorbed back into the void. Where I guess he came from in the first place? Yeah, he says I can't go back. Yeah, so, so. It's wherever the... I guess it's comeuppance, then. It is comeuppance. Yeah. I mean, he's been he's been killing a lot of people, yeah, so... No, I mean, it, yeah, yeah but... It, it's... But it is interesting that, like... Like, okay, God, why didn't you ally with me? And it's it's kind of like, well, you were doomed from the start. Like, you... Which which comes back like a few minutes later with like the the nature of control yeah. and like what you do with power, what the right thing to do is. Mm-hmm. So it, it makes sense. Um, a silence falls over the crowd as everyone mourns over Alphonse's armor. Ling offers Ed a philosopher's stone to bring back Al. Ed promised Al that he would never use a philosopher's stone again. Uh, there has to be another way to get him back. Then Hohenheim offers his life for the toll to save his brother. Ed refuses that too, calling him dad. Like, you idiotic dad of mine. Mm-hmm. Like, you're such a fool. I yeah. wouldn't do that because you're my father. I don't want to lose you too. So we get some good emotion from these two at once. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hohenheim just wants his boys to be happy. He is their father and he apologizes. He asks Ed just to let him be a father at once. Ed begins crying. And he's trying to think of a way to get Alphonse back. At this point, obviously you didn't you didn't know, right? No. Like, is he coming back? Is he gonna be like at that moment, like there's nothing I can do? But then he I... kinda thinks of something that's a little loophole-ish. Yeah, and when he yeah. looks down at his hands, I figured out what was going on. Yeah. But I, I liked that effect though, where it's like it's clearly like Al's hand, yeah, with the long fingernails, and, and it's less different. muscle. Yeah, yeah. it's like it's withered. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I did also think that Hohenheim was just gonna flat yeah. out just, just Sacrifice do it himself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, father apologizes. Let me be a father for once. Uh, Ed thinks about his conversations with Hawkeye and Mustang. No giving up. May weeps over Alphonse, and then Ed realizes all the major characters care deeply about them, or at least the ones that are standing around them at the current moment. Mm-hmm. Not the other. What about what if poor Yoki? Yoki doesn't get any any flowers this episode. Yeah, he joins the circus. That's yeah, about it. Well, where where is he during all this? Is he just? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It wasn't my turn to watch him. Uh, but Ed draws a human transmutation circle uh, and then says to everyone, "He'll be back in a few minutes. This is his last like show of alchemy. So mm-hmm. have fun with it." Uh, nobody wants him to do this, but they just watch. Well, and Hohenheim kind of, like, smiles, like, oh, okay. Here's what he's doing, I yeah. guess. Uh, Ed is back at the gate, speaking to the truth. Ed's payment is his own portal of truth, and Ed gets to decide how to use it since he came here in the first place, and the truth asks, like, are you sure about that? If you do that, then you'll never be able to use alchemy again. You won't be the full metal alchemist. You'll just be full metal. Mm-hmm. Um, Ed feels like he's learned everything he can, and it's just arrogant to assume that you can learn everything with, like, one go around yeah. the planet. He's a simple human. Mm-hmm. Has and, been all along. Yeah. And who needs alchemy when you have friends? The truth congratulates Ed. That was the secret. You win. Hooray. And I like that. I like that. I'm, 
I don't know about that. I feel like there should have been something more. This door thing. I mean, I like the ending. Yeah. I, I sound like I'm nitpicking. But I, I just was like, oh, that was the secret the whole oh, time? Well, in terms of plot, I don't... I, I, I'm i gonna need some time to reflect mm-hmm. on that. But I liked the moment, like, the acting from yes. Truth. Like, yes. where he's like, shit, yes. someone finally... Yeah. Yep, me you win. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Cool. Like, congratulations. Uh, <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> you did it, Shinji. <laughs> uh, in the English version, Truth's response of approval to Ed's sacrifice comes out in a fusion-type mix of Ed and Al's voices... Uh, somewhat similarly to how Truth takes on the effective voice of whoever it speaks to in the Japanese version. Uh, Ed is ready to take Al home. They walk back through the portal and they both wake up in the real world. Uh, due to this episode being created from storyboards and not the actual manga pages, this episode was animated before the chapter was officially released. Several scenes and locations are slightly different from the manga versions. An example would be when Al is finally brought back with everyone around him. The entire arena is in ruins in the manga. But in the anime, the majority of the buildings or building around Central is still standing. Uh, this also explains why many characters change their clothes, why in the manga they stay in them until a new day has passed. Okay. So, few details. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alphonse is back in his own body. He Get this kid a burger, please! Mm-hmm. Someone, anyone! Uh, Alphonse thanks May. Uh, General Armstrong and Mustang take control of Central Command. Ed delivers the pride baby to Mrs. Mustang, <laughs> who accepts it as her own. Uh, King Bradley and Salim both lost their lives, or at least that's what, you know, the news outlets are telling the country. Yeah, the official story. Uh, Mustang to carry on overseeing matters of national security. Grumman has been made Fuhrer at this point. Um, Hohenheim asks the dwarf what would make it happy. We get another flashback to that as Hohenheim is crying alone in the courtyard, just kind of thinking about the events. Hohenheim was and will always be one with the dwarf. Uh, Louis drops by uh, from visiting the Elrics at the hospital. The nation owes them all a debt. Hohenheim weeps, having done some good with his life. He visits Trisha's grave. He is fading away, getting old, but for once he feels like a father. He thanks Trisha for fulfilling life, and as he fades, he wishes he could keep on living. The next day, Pinaka finds Hohenheim's aged, smiling corpse, and she says goodbye to her old friend. Yes. It's a sad moment, Dan. It is a sad moment. Yeah. I, I'm disappointed that he didn't, get, he didn't get to stick. But I guess that's the point. I'm disappointed that he didn't get to stick around longer. Yeah. But I guess it was fitting for... So so would that implication then be that maybe Hohenheim wouldn't have even had the power to bring back Al? Maybe he... not. Yeah. Okay, because that... I mean, I like that reading of it. Maybe not. Because if he was... Because once the dwarf was gone, he was... Yeah. That was his life force. Or maybe Al would have came back in his body and would have been fucked up even more. Yeah, so. There would always been like a loophole there. Dan, all you had to do was use the door. (laughs) Yeah, so. Here's my door. Yeah, I I mean, with that, with that take on it, I'm a little more pleased. Mm. In the moment, I was, "Mm, it's a shame, but Mm. everything, everything does make sense. Everything does fit. Yeah. Uh, Last episode, episode 64, Journey's End. Dr. Knox wants to visit Mustang. This is like the hard-hitting, everyone's here, mm-hmm. saying goodbye, getting some final moments with everyone. Um, the image which appears in the background of this episode's title card is, instead of being an alchemic symbol as usual, a map of a mistress. Mm-hmm. So alchemy, the chapter of alchemy is closing a bit mm-hmm. for our fulminal alchemists. Uh, Ross is standing guard. Knox has bl- brought along an out-of-shot visitor. Mustang is being quizzed by Breda and Fury on Ishfall. Mustang wants to promote peace before becoming the Fuhrer. 
and Mustang doing as good as he can while being blinded. Nothing is going to stop him. He's got to return the Holy Land to the Ishvalans. It won't erase their sins or the war, but it's the best we can do to mend things. The visitor is revealed to be Dr. Marco, who has a Philosopher's Stone that could return the eyesight to Mustang. However, the stone was made by using the lives of Ishvalans. Dr. Marco asks to heal Mustang. Mustang accepts, which feels like a kind of... I don't know. He accepts it, but he's like, you gotta heal someone else first, I guess. Yeah, I feel like if that if it wasn't for that edition of that, I would have been a little disappointed yeah, in him. Yeah, it doesn't... Mesh with... Yeah. It, it's like... Well, it kind of does, because there's always that ambition in him. Yeah, that's I true. I feel like he would take that. It's basically an easy out for him. I, I But I would have been hoping that his character arc would have been like... I, I did achieve something, but it what like... It can't be perfect. Yeah. But on the but other hand, like, uh, it kind of makes sense because why does everyone have to suffer? It's like, oh, well, I've already taken on my steps to helping the Ishvalans out. That's also true. This is going to only help them out more, I guess. I don't think he's thinking of himself yeah. at the moment, but yeah. Uh, but the other person that they need a hand uh, or help out, who we only see in a picture, doesn't even get an on-screen appearance, is Gene Havoc. Mm -hmm. He's going to walk again. He's yes. going to love again, Dan. Uh, the early scenes involving Mustang in this episode are notably different from the manga. In the manga, he is shown in a makeshift field hospital immediately following the battle, sitting alone in despair when he is approached by Dr. Knox and Marco. Marco offers to give Mustang a Philosopher's Stone to trade for regaining his eyesight, but only if Mustang will reform the country's Ishvalan policy, which he agrees to. Hmm. So... A little bit more of a douchebag in the book. Yeah. In the manga. Okay. Interesting. Uh, in the episode, similar events take place later in a hospital room shared by Mustang and Hawkeye, but reforming the Ishval policy is Mustang's idea, and he is already working on it with his subordinates when Dr. Knox and Marco arrive. So, a bit of an improvement from the manga. That significantly, I mm -hmm. think, yeah. Um... Just skip that next sentence, it goes a little bit later. At the Armstrong Mance, Scar is staying there with Olivier and Miles in this really long bed. Yeah, big Ebenezer I mean, you Scrooge, have to but... <laughs> fit Louis, I guess, but... That's true, that's true. You answered the, <laughs> but, you answered the question. A, <laughs> it's a long bed, then. Uh, we could spend the we could spread the Ishvalan religion together. Scar accepts this new mission with Miles. Olivier has kept Scar alive for this moment. Uh, what is your real name, Scar? Uh, since he died twice already, he doesn't need a name. We get, like, he's the man with no name. Yeah, he's not Scar one. anymore. Yeah. Uh, Al's muscles have atrophied because the boys are returning home, but he's looking pretty good. Uh, the brothers have returned home to Resinbul. Ed has grown taller than Al. Uh, they both wonder about Ling. It has been two months in our first time skip. And in this episode, Edward teases Alphonse about his attachment to May, something that the manga never sought to establish. Mm -hmm. So they're kind of setting Al up with May okay. in this, in like the little glimpses that we get here. I don't know how you feel about that, but you know. Well, they look like a huge age difference, but I can't yeah. tell. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what their actual age difference is. Mm -hmm. So they're just animated very differently. Yes. So I don't. I don't know. Uh, recalling when they said goodbye to one another, the brothers think about uh, Ling and May forgiving their blood feud, and Ling vowing that he will become the emperor and defend all of the families. Mm -hmm. Um, for May's help and such. Uh, the Zhao's will protect the Changs at all costs now that the Philosopher's Stone has been procured. Uh, Ling, Lanfan, and May head to Xing to bury Fu, but they promise they will see each other again someday. Uh, the brothers are recounting, we did make a lot of friends on the journey, huh, Dan? Mm -hmm. uh, Alphonse to be future Prince of Xing if he keeps hanging out with May. I don't know if that's how it works, but... Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, what about you and Winry, Ed? Uh, so Ed gets a little flustered at that. But uh, but Den the dog is Den the dog gets a name drop and welcomes the boys home. And Winry greets the brothers back home in their bodies at last. We get a very somber moment with like the operatic overture in the background where Winry is slowly walking to the door. Very good scene. Love that scene. She, good she, ending. She's, look, she's listening out through the door and she hears like Al with his actual voice again. Mm-hmm. And she like hesitates like, is this it, a dream? It is this be, like a... Yeah. But then she goes out. And then she cries tears of joy, Dan. Just like she was promised the yeah. next time. Um, and I did like that we get like a close shot on like time has passed because her her earring still isn't in. So mm-hmm. you see like her ear with the holes in it. So there's still that promise of returning those That's right. Those ear bits paying off in the end. Then we get another time skip in this one episode. Two more years have gone by. Uh, Ed does not have any more alchemy. All are living together at Pinaco's place. Uh, Ed and Al are both thinking of like going on a journey. Slightly the same thing. Uh, we then get another interesting scene with Mrs. Bradley talking to Grumman at her estate. Grumman is Fuhrer. He will turn it over once the youngin to one of the youngins when he dies, presumably Mustang. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, she has been raising the reborn Salim, who is aging normally. He has a mark on his forehead. Uh, Salim finds an injured bird and wishes to save it. Salim is not showing any other homunculi tendencies, but Grumman is still deeply suspicious. Yeah, he has we're that gonna, other side of him. We gotta keep an eye on him. Yeah. So. But uh, Mrs. Bradley assures that, like, that day won't come. And it seems for now that Salim is going to be, like, the blend between the homunculi and the human. Yes. Um, could we really live together? I don't know. The bridge Maybe. between them, yeah. I've seen the bad seeds, so I'm still deeply suspicious mm-hmm. of Salim. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Alphonse visits with the family Hughes, uh, Ed still has his automail leg, Ed and Al want to repay all those who help them on their journey, they're trying to invent a new principle of alchemy that's greater than equivalent exchange, like, Dan, what if you gave away ten but one more that was a bit of yourself? Yes. Wouldn't that be more? Yeah, and I it's guess, kept yeah. just vague enough that I'm like, I'm, my interest is, is peaked. I'm yeah. like, okay, okay, like, this is... This is a fitting quest for them. Mm-hmm. They still mourn over Nina. Jerzo and Zampano are eating. Uh, they are assumed to be learning alchemy under Alphonse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Al is going to head to Shing and explore the East to learn about alchemy, meet people and grow. Uh, still searching for their original bodies too. Jerzo uh, and the animal gang. Yes. They're like, oh, we'll come with you, I guess. Uh, Ed is heading west for the same reason. Uh, we don't really hear about the other two animal friends, but two of them... Yeah, get they're, this scene, they're going on a, a good a journey. Frog so. and boar. <laughs> so I don't know. My about favorites. <laughs> no, I don't know. Not even ooh. Well, hmm. we spent more time with frog and boar. I don't know. Hmm. I like, that dude. was an equivalent exchange. We yeah. didn't see them all. <laughs> uh, Ed says goodbye to Winry at the train station. Ed does a botched job of proposing to Winry, uh, treating it like alchemy. Like, what if I gave you my life, half, half of my, my life, life, yeah, and you gave me half of yours? And Winry's like, well, that's dumb. What if you just take my whole life? Oh, well, that's too much. 85 is a good number, I guess. Mm -hmm. And they're both having, like, the cute thing. Yeah, it's a cute scene. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about it. And then this random lady shows up. Mrs. Star Wars herself. Yeah. It's like, oh. What's your name, dearie? Yeah. (laughs) Is that your husband? Winry Full Metal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But it's good for those brothers to keep moving. Otherwise, they would be boring. Then uh, Ed is alone on the train, thinking to himself that sacrifices are crucial. They shape us into the person we're going to be. And without my sacrifices, I wouldn't have my heart strengthened. A heart of full metal. Yeah. 
very cute. Hmm. And then the credits roll, and some snapshots reveal things about your other favorite characters, including Pinako is still alive, mm-hmm. dancing on the graves of her loved ones. Uh, Black Hayate has had puppies. Yes. <laughs> uh, Ling is Emperor of Shing. Louis is touring the East with Ross and Brosh. Uh, Scar and Miles are doing their duty. Yoki is hanging out with Darius and Heinkel. They're a circus act now, I guess. Yeah, that's what it, that's what it looks like. Uh, Mustang grew a mustache, and Hawkeye's at his side. Azumi and Sig are still teaching. All of Mustang's men are doing just fine. Fallman has stayed at Briggs. Ed and Winry have a baby boy and girl. Mm-hmm. And May and Alphonse might have a thing. Because yeah, she's there in the group photo at the end. Next so. to Al. So yeah. that's all we can assume. And Dan, that's Fulman Alchemist Brotherhood. What are some final thoughts on this? Did you like it? Things you would change? Things that will stay with you? Forever and ever. I don't think I don't think I would change anything. Mm-hmm. I thoroughly enjoyed this. Okay. Legitimately, the only thing that like I think for all the development that the the homunculi got, maybe lust could have stuck around yeah. a little bit longer, or like come back as something to like torment father. Mustang or or Hawkeye a bit more. I think yeah, like she could have done something, and like because just considering like she dies, and then we start getting deep into all of them. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's the only thing I, I thought about, but hmm. really, I, th- I thought it was excellent, so. Like I said, I think the the Ling-Kimbley uh, thing stuck out to me this time. I don't know if I would change that around or explain it a bit more. Mm-hmm. I think there was, like, some symbolism or some parallels going on there that could have stuck around. I'm glad they changed Mustang's character up in this. Yeah. Because it does make him seem like a major asshole, which kind of fits him. Like, that whole blind ambition thing, mm-hmm. and now he can't see, Dan. You, you see? And that's why I thought yeah. it was going to stick. Like, I yeah. thought that it was going to... Like, I, I would understand if his character arc was like, alright, I'm not going to aim for the top, I have to help the people who mm-hmm. got fucked over by other people climbing to the top. Mm-hmm. And you know, and my eyesight is the trade-off, is a reminder of that. Yeah. But the, the anime does soften it a little bit. Mm. As opposed to outright having to be, like, blackmailed into it, so... Mm-hmm. Even though they're featured in pictures, I would have liked Yoki, uh, Panina, mm-hmm. or whatever her name is, to have a little bit more time in the sun. The Rush yeah. Valley people. Yes. You know, just little things about that, but I've never made an anime series before. It's 64 episodes, it doesn't overstay. No. It gets enough done, and we've reached the end, Dan. We did it. It's very good. Yeah. Was... Are your bowels full metal now? I, I would say so. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, again, like... For whatever reason, there wasn't enough to like draw me in on this independently. But mm-hmm. having watched it now for the for the podcast, mm-hmm. it's it's up there for me. So. Do you have a standout fave character? I who gets the VIP, and don't say ooh. No, I'm not going <laughs> to say ooh. No, for me it would be a split between Hohenheim and Father. Ah, interesting. I think the two of them. I think the two of them. Like, Father is, is a great example of doing that kind of villain. I don't mean to keep making, like, lost, too many lost I mean, jokes, yeah. but I feel like Father in this series is a perfected version of, like, the type of villain that Lost was trying to do. Mm. Like, this ancient, not evil, but this ancient presence who just wants to be free. It was, that was literally Lost, yeah. and... This shows, like, what you can do. 
an ancient presence <laughs> who wants to be free, who looks like one of the main characters, mm-hmm. uh, and is dis- sort of, like, advantaged or disadvantaged by that fact, and it's like... It's literally the perfect form of that villain. Hmm. And I, I love that from a trope standpoint, because I loved the potential that the smoke monster had, but this felt like that fully real. It's a stupid comparison, but it, it, it it's like... It's a good way to do that kind of immortal villain correctly. Hmm. Uh, and Hohenheim, just the same, is a good version of, like, someone burdened with that immortality who kind of... He suffered a lot and gets he finds a hope spot at the end. So yeah. those two stood out. For I me. would say Hohenheim and I mean I like Olivier. Mm-hmm. I wish she had a little bit more to do in the finale, but I get that. That's her arc is she's like fought so hard mm-hmm. for her men. Now her men can fight for her, mm-hmm. and she can get shown that. But I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yes, to the next series. <laughs> yes, and I think we're both fairly yeah, it's excited gonna be, for what it's going to be. A similar voice cast. I told them that, but mm-hmm. it's going to be a completely different mood. Yes, a light, refreshing sorbet. <laughs> Mine will also be uh, technically tonally lighter, but I think something that. People will get excited. I'm excited to go into it. Yeah. And I think it'll... I think both of our picks are going to wow mm-hmm. the uh, the listeners. Of course, our listeners have two weeks still. We've yes. got a, a Sinister Six that's yeah. been baking and boiling in the pot. People are... There's a heat wave yeah. and uh, people are miserable. So what better way to... <laughs> to make them more miserable. <laughs> and do Sinister Six. Yes. And we're going to uh, be doing them both in one day. Oh, so. so we'll be the ones suffering <laughs> in the end. But uh, until we go, until next time, is there anywhere that our audience can find us on social media, Dan? Uh, you can follow me uh, on Instagram at King underscore Danis, as well as our adjacent Anime Was Not a Mistake uh, Facebook page. Mm, and you can find me, Jonathan Kwiatkowski, at Losing My Mind JK on Instagram and the TikTok. You can follow me on Twitter at Drink and Read JK. And if you like my other podcasts, you can check out Nightcaps at the Theater, where me and a, friend, a couple friends get a little drizzy drunk and watch some movies. And then if you like classic literature, check out Drink and Read the Podcast, where mm-hmm. I recap War and Peace and Dune, two yes. classic literature moments of our lives. Mm-hmm. Well, what is there to say, Dad? <laughs> legends has ended, mm. but we have more legends coming. So. <laughs> so really, it hasn't ended. <laughs> we have lowercase legends. Yeah, there... we, have, we have more legends with a lowercase there, L And a coming. Z at the end. <laughs> but we will not be taking the L. We'll be taking the W. Great. We're just getting started. I... <laughs> wow. Here at Anime Was Not a Mistake, we have one mission. Whether you be a magical girl, a giant fighting robot, a raccoon, or just a fan of podcasts in general, we hope to one day arrive at a definitive answer to the following question. Is anime a mistake? While we obviously don't think so, there's no harm in expanding our weave horizons now, is there? As of late, our humble little show is devoted to the analysis and discussion of movies, series, and episodes that show off that powerful art that is animation. However, none of this would be possible without listeners like you. If you like what you hear on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and more, then why not support us on Instagram at Anime Was Not a Mistake Podcast, or on Facebook at Anime Was Not a Mistake Pod. We promise to go happies on the sake with you. Join us, won't you? This time and the next. And with that, Dan and I leave you with a to-be-continued as the chill anime beats play. Sayonara. Lost.